Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I want to talk today about keys to maintaining victory, keys to keeping yourself moving ahead in the things of God. The purpose of faith is to, first of all, first and foremost, is to keep yourself in right standing with God. The Bible says that Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. And so the purpose of faith is to keep you in the right uh, the right uh, relationship with the Lord. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So ultimately, the goal of faith is to be pleasing and acceptable unto God. And then there's keys to moving forward in faith. The scripture that stands out to me is it says, the just shall live by faith. It's uh, in the Bible in a few different places. But that's a pattern for us as believers to look at and understand that we're called to live in a pattern of faith. We're not called to have areas of our life where we're not um, using our faith to move forward. God wants us to be people of momentum, people of of movement, people who take territory for the kingdom of God. And so in all areas, your your faith is being flexed, your faith is being exercised to move forward, to take territory. So number one key to faith, well, the Bible says that faith, faith, uh, the, the, well, we know that faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the number one key to maintaining victory in your life is maintaining uh, a relationship with the word of God, a disciplined relationship with the word of God. The word of God is meant to be absorbed. The word of God is meant to be eaten as our daily bread, and it's meant to be absorbed. It's meant to get down into us. Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. God wants the word not just to be something we look at, but something that settles down in our heart. When God was speaking to Ezekiel, he said, take this scroll and eat it. And then he said, and then go speak it to the children of Israel. So God's plan was that that Ezekiel, he didn't say take this scroll and go read it. He said, take it, eat it, and then go speak it. God wants the word to get down on the inside of you. And so your number one key to victory is the disciplined reading of the Word and the absorption of the Word of God. And it's not just reading, it's reading and meditating. There's two different things. There's times where, like for me in the morning, I'll wake up and I'll read and I'll you know, try to move through the Word and I'll move through and I'll read a chapter or two chapters and I, I take my time when I read the Word. But then there's meditating where you take a scripture and throughout the day you meditate on a certain scripture. The Bible says in uh, Galatians, one of the scriptures I've been meditating on lately, that that God... Uh, that Jesus gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from this present evil world by the will of God the Father. And so we've been redeemed. The, the reason Jesus gave himself is to buy us back from this present evil world. Victory comes when you have the word of God in your heart. When Jesus fought the temptation against uh, Satan, against Lucifer, out in the wilderness, he fought by the word of God. He fought with, it is written, it is written. That needs to be a very common saying in our life. It is written, the Bible says, to take every thought captive that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. How will we take thoughts captive if we don't know what the Bible says? So first of all, we have to become uh, familiar with what the Bible says for us. The Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And so it's knowledge of the Most High is actually what that chapter is talking about. People use that scripture. Oh, yeah, you didn't know you had to do your taxes by this time. And yeah, the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about knowledge of the Most High. So there's things that God has made available for you. There's 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 a inherit, an inheritance that you're destined to walk into. But if you don't know, you won't ask for it. You won't go after it. And so your key to victory, to taking territory, is is a dedicated, committed relationship with the Word of God. 
it's how you advance. It's how you even see what the next level is. You don't know where you're going to go. If you just think, oh, you know, I just got the sum of the word of God is I got to not sin so I can make heaven. That's not all of it. It is a book of instruction, but it's a book of instruction on how to move forward. It's a book of instruction on how to have peace. It's a book of instruction on how to maintain joy. The Bible tells you how to be prosperous in money. The Bible has investment advice. It has marriage advice. It has kid raising advice. It has, it has, it has ways for you to be successful, truly successful from eternity's perspective. And so maintaining a love relationship with the word of God. Number two is maintaining your, your intimacy and your fellowship with the Holy Spirit through prayer and through worship. You know, this is where it puts your heart into it. You can read the word and it can become dry, but it's really your relationship with the Holy Ghost that your relationship with the Holy Ghost that makes things come alive. It's the the person of the Holy Spirit. It's the person of Jesus Christ. It's that love relationship. The greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. You know, it's my desire to love the Lord more and more, to grow in love, to grow in my walk with the Lord, to grow closer and more, and, and more intimate with Him. It's maintaining your love walk. The Bible says they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Worship's a time where we get to fellowship with the Lord and spend time telling Him how awesome He is and how wonderful He is, and we get to draw near. He says, in my presence is fullness of joy, and at my right hand are pleasures forevermore. The joy of eternity is that we get to be with Him. This is a love relationship with God Almighty. The Bible is a love story. It's also a tragedy, but it's a love story. So God intends us to move forward in our relationship with Him, to slow down in this busy day and spend time with Him and talk to Him. Paul said, I, I, I thank God that I pray more than all of you. He said, pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean you spend 24 hours a day. It means that conversation is constant. It means there's an open lines of communication. It doesn't mean that you check in once a day. All right, Lord, here I am. I'm here to just pray a little bit and worship, and then I'll see you here in the same place tomorrow. Like God waits for you in your prayer closet. No, but that you can commune with the Lord, that the Holy Spirit will lead you throughout the day. It's maintaining that love walk with Him. I had the Lord show me because I would say, you know, I, I believe of things I have revelation on. I don't know how strong my revelation is on the Lord's love for me. I don't know if I receive from the Lord's love. I see other people talk about these things. And the Lord said, you want to receive more from my love? Then pour out your love onto me. Pour out your love onto me. Pour out that love onto the Lord. You want to receive a harvest of love? Then sow seeds of love. So number two is maintaining that love walk with the Lord himself. Then number three is maintaining maintaining your fire for souls. Maintaining your fire for souls. The Bible says in Matthew 6.33, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. This, is, this life is not about us. You know, the, the people who grow depressed are usually the ones that the devil can get them focused on themselves. If the devil can get you focused on what you don't have, what's wrong with you, how awkward you are, Life was never meant to be introspective. Life was meant to be looking at the Lord, fixing our eyes on Him. You know, for Jesus, He came, and this life wasn't about Jesus, for Jesus. For Jesus, He would go and spend time with the Father, and then He would, and then he would minister to the people. So for Jesus, it was about the people, and it was about the Father. It was about pleasing the Father. He said, I don't do things of my own accord. I do everything I see the Father do. And so for us, it's not about us. It's about Jesus. It's about pleasing God. And it's about people. It's about reaching people. Life's not meant to be introspective. The people who are depressed are usually the most introspective. 
Yes, you can look and the Lord can show you things in your life that needs to change and he can convict you of sin and you repent, but you shouldn't be checking your faith all the time. You shouldn't be checking yourself all the time. You shouldn't be seeing how you're doing, how, how you are compared. That's where, that's where comparison begins. That's where condemnation begins. It's, it's putting your eyes on being an impact in your generation. It's saying, Lord, if you can use me, use me to impact my generation. Lord, I want to see people brought in. I want to see the salvation of people's souls. I want to see the harvest reap. Lord, I want you to use me. Lord, use me for your glory. The third thing is maintaining your fire for souls, maintaining your love for souls, your love for people, your love for the body of Christ. It's about building up believers. It's about being an encouragement to other believers. God has you here. The story is not about you. You're not the main character in the story. Jesus is the main character in the story. We're playing a supporting role. We're, we're, we're seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto us. The moment you start seeking your own comfort, the moment you start seeking your own uh, kingdom, then things fall apart when you're going after things spiritually. But when you say, God, I'm sold out. I'm here for souls. You can use me. Lord, I'm available to you. My mouth is available. My hands are available then that's when things fall in place. There was a time in my life, I remember, where I was in business and I went to church and I'd come back from the summer or whatever and I went to church and man, I just don't know why, but I just like felt weird spiritually. I just felt like out of sorts. I couldn't explain it to you. I knew I wasn't living in blatant sin. There wasn't unforgiveness. But when it came time for the altar call, it, something was just off and I was like, I don't know what it is, but I just feel like clogged up spiritually. And I, and, and I just said, I'm going to go down to this altar call because I need the Lord to do something for me. So, you know, people would think whatever they want. Oh, he's in sin. He's whatever. Uh, but there was nothing I could pinpoint it, but I just knew that something was off. And so I went down for the altar call and then I went back into the back room and, uh, and you know, they do after the altar call, you go in the back room and there's a pastor there. And at the time it was pastor Daniel McGee. And so he started, he started talking about the baptism of the Holy ghost and the Lord filling you. And then he said, okay, we're going to have our workers lay hands on you. And then the workers start laying hands on people. And then he looks at me and goes, Ryan, lay hands on people. And I was like thinking to myself, man, I came into this altar call. I answered the altar call. He said, Ryan, lay hands on people. And so I started laying hands on people. And as I did, and the anointed started, the anointing started flowing out of me. It's like that gunk spiritually just left. And you know what it was? I hadn't been winning souls. I hadn't been pouring out. So here I am taking in from the Lord, but there's no outlet. That's why it's the dead sea. There's an inlet, but no outlet. You're meant to be someone who pours out. You're meant to receive and pour receive and pour. The problem comes is if you're pouring, 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 and you're not receiving, you're not spending time with the Lord to get rejuvenated. Or the problem comes is if you're receiving, 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 but you're not pouring. There's meant to be a balance. You and the Lord, your relationship with the Lord, the Lord speaks to you, the Lord, the Lord helps you, encourages you, and then you go out and you impact a lost and a dying world. That's where people miss it is they don't maintain the keys to victory. Your life, will, your spiritual life will never be in balance if you're not a soul winner, ever. You'll go through your spiritual life saying there's something missing, there's got to be something greater. And it's, the, it's fulfillment that comes when you start winning souls. God called all of us to be ministers of reconciliation. So those are the keys, maintaining a, a walk, a, a, a love for the Word of God, maintaining your love walk with the Lord, your, your intimacy with the Holy Spirit, and then your fire for souls. That's going to be it for this one. We could go into other, other keys for victory, but those are the three that I wanted to give you today. I love you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you if you want more podcasts than we're doing right now, um, I've been preaching at the stand. So last night was night 486 at the stand. If you go on YouTube, if you didn't see it, a uh, good offering and main message will bless you. 
and then also night 480, excuse me, 479. So you can go back and see, and then really just tuning into the stand every night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. I love you. God bless you. I'm going to pray for you, Lord. I thank you for every person listening. Lord, that you be about them as a wall of fire. No harm or evil comes near them. Lord, I thank you that you lead and direct their steps. In Jesus' name, that in all their ways, they'll be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you next time.